international speaker, preacher, author, and business coach. Patrice is the co-founder and chief servant officer of both Nehemiah Project International Ministries and PG and Associates LLC, which he founded with his wife and best friend, Gina Saget. Patrice specializes in helping families incorporate their faith into their business practices, ensuring that their businesses are able to exist beyond the third generation. And now, introducing Patrice Saget. Welcome to the Nehemiah Entrepreneurship Community Podcast. I'm your host, Patrice Saget. Uh, this is a very special podcast today. Uh, it's going to be a, a short and succinct one. I want to talk about tomorrow's election uh, here in the United States and um, and just prepare our hearts for whatever the Lord will do tomorrow. Um, it's going to be based on the devotional that went out today uh, titled One Nation Under God. And by the way, if you're not receiving our devotionals, I want to encourage you to go to our website, nehemiahecommunity.com, nehemiahecommunity.com, and, and, and become a member. So you can sign up for them. If you become an e-community member, uh, if you're a bronze member, you'll get them once a month. If you're silver and, and above, you'll get them each week. So each week I publish a weekly devotional that goes out to over 3,000 entrepreneurs around the nation and the world. And for those of you who've gotten them today, I've got some feedback from some of you guys. Thank you so much for your encouragements. And so this particular one, it was in light of the upcoming elections tomorrow. I wanted to kind of just speak to our audience and to as to how we have to be processing this uh, spiritually. So I'm gonna talk about it today. Uh, next week, uh, I don't know who's gonna win uh, on tomorrow. We'll know God willing on Wednesday. Uh, if not, we'll know that in, in weeks or months to come. Hopefully it won't take that long. But uh, the devotional coming up on the following week, now a week from Monday, is going to be titled, In God We Trust. Uh, because, again, no matter what the outcome is, we have to put our trust in the Lord. And so with that, if you want to know more, again, about our devotionals, go to nehemiahecommunity.com and become a member of the e-community. And you can go ahead and begin to get our, our devotionals um, and uh, as well as our, our upcoming news. Well, so the devotional title, this title, One Nation Under God. And typically with our devotionals, we start with a leading question. And the leading question for this one is, do you know the phrase One Nation Under God? What's interesting as we talk about this, so today we we I lead a weekly life group. Uh, every Monday, I get together with a few other brothers and sisters, and we get to get, we do a life group where we talk about, it's for one hour, where we deal with, our devotional topic, and uh, and we pray for each other, and we just go over updates. By the way, if you're not a part of a life group with uh, with Nehemiah, you want to be a part of mine, my life group, or others, you can um, go to our website and sign up for life group, and then we'll connect with you. I also lead a life group once a month for couples in business. If you're a husband, if you're married, uh, you are you are a, a couple, and you one of you guys are entrepreneurs and you want to be part of the life group for couples in business, just again, go to our website and, and reach out to us and we'll make sure you're part of it. So during our life group today, our weekly life group, um, one of the the attendees, uh, one of the, so, so there's a two, um, 
two stories that, that stem from our Pledge of Allegiance. So one story, I thought it was funny. One of them, uh, one of them, the members of our life group is a, is a, was a school teacher and then later on became a superintendent. So she, she was new to America. She had uh, joined a school where she was teaching. She, was, she wasn't even an American citizen yet. And because you have to wait uh, so many years after you get your green card before you can become um, a citizen. And so, so she was, she's been running her classes for two years in this particular school where she was. And I'm sorry, for two weeks. So two weeks later, one of her students raised their hand and asked her the questions. Um, Mrs. whatever her name is, how come we don't say the Pledge of Allegiance? The question was asked of her. How come we don't say the Pledge of Allegiance? And then uh, she's like, uh, what's the Pledge of Allegiance? So she wrote down a note. Uh, she said, I'll find out. So after class was over, she went to her boss, the principal. She said, you know, uh, so-and-so asked the question in class, how come we don't say the Pledge of Allegiance? What's the Pledge of Allegiance? And then the principal said, oh my goodness, you don't know? You, you've not been doing the Pledge of Allegiance in your class? And, uh, and, and of course, they told her what the Pledge of Allegiance was and, uh, and they fixed it quickly, but it was a shocker. <laughs> and she was completely shocked that she had no clue something so critical and important to the American to the American education system and patriotism, that she had no clue, uh, and uh, so and the reason why she was totally blindsided was two reasons. Number one, in the onboarding process, they didn't go through with her the pledge of allegiance. She was not a citizen of the United States, so she had never gone through um, the the process where you do have to pledge the state, the state, the, the uh, pledge allegiance to the United States of America. And then as part of that, you do that. So she was not a citizen, she had not done that. And the third reason was that in her classroom, their speaker, you know how in, if you've been in this, in the school system, whether private or public, there's a speaker phone uh, in, there's a speaker, sorry, in every class. And in her particular class, uh, there was the, the, the speaker was not working. So while the entire school was going through the Pledge of Allegiance, <laughs> she had no clue because she couldn't hear what was going on throughout the school system. So I thought it was funny. Uh, you know, Lord and behold, by the time she became a citizen, she already, she knew fully what the Pledge of Allegiance was. So, but another interesting story by, again, one of our live attendees, because we went over this devotional today during our life group. So one of the other persons says, you know, uh, in his neighborhood, when he was young, there, were, there was a sport that, that, that they were participating in. And, and it was, um, so there was a game in the neighborhood, a game, um, I forgot exactly what the specific game was, but anyway, that um, if, if they were to win this, this activity that they were doing, uh, it would have won them um, tickets to the NBA uh, all-star games and potentially um, a free trip to Hawaii. So he got all excited. He's an athlete. Um, they're about to be a part of this thing. It's competitive. And to and he he believes he's gonna win because he wants to take his family, win for his family to go to to go to um, uh, the all-star game as well as to Hawaii. And so his father, as his father prepares him for this activity, Sports, sporting activity or competition, his father says, son, listen, 
halfway in the process, they're gonna stop and do the Pledge of Allegiance. Whatever you do, do not miss the Pledge of Allegiance. Whatever happens, you gotta be there for the Pledge of Allegiance, right? So he said, yeah, that, that Pledge, of Allegiance, Pledge of Allegiance. Well, so he's in line to get into, uh, to, to, to be a part of this, this sporting activity. And he has to pee. But then his concern is if he goes to pee, uh, he may miss the Pledge of Allegiance. And his father said, whatever you do, do not miss the Pledge of Allegiance. And so, uh, and so he says there, he, he forces himself. And the line is long. And, and well, by the time his turn came, guess what happened? He appeared on himself. So, so, and by the time they sang the Pledge of Allegiance, so he sang the Pledge of Allegiance with pee on himself. <laughs> he did not get to do the, the competition and he never got to win the All-Star Game tickets or to win the free trip to Hawaii. Uh, and so he said it was his dad's fault. If his dad didn't insist that he'll be there for the play, that he be there for the Pledge of Allegiance, this would have never happened. But these are funny stories about the Pledge of Allegiance, but it's a reminder of how important this is for us as Americans. And for you, whatever country you're in, I'm sure that your country have its own Pledge of Allegiance. So the question becomes, do we know what the Pledge of Allegiance is? Do you know what it means? There's a history behind uh, this, this, this statement, one nation under God. And uh, I, what does it really mean? And are we still, still living up to it today? In the book of Psalm 127, verse one, it says this, unless the Lord builds the house, their labor in vain who build it. All right, so no matter what you're building, a business, a home, a nation, your life, unless the Lord builds it, I can put it this way, unless the Lord builds a thing, unless he's the architect of whatever you're doing, you're doing it in vain. Unless the Lord guards a city, the watchman stays awake in vain. So the suggestion here is that no matter what you and I are doing, if God is not in the mix, if God is, if we're not doing it by the spirit of God, if he's not the one in, con, in control of it, then unfortunately, um, we're, doing it, we're doing it in vain. We're not going to be to accomplish, realize anything. So one nation under God, suggesting that the United States of America is under God. And unless we allow God to have his way, uh, then we will lose everything because unless the Lord builds it, we build it in vain. Unless the Lord protects it, we protect it in vain. So let's get into this today's devotional. What we know today as the United States Pledge of Allegiance did not originally include the words one nation under God. You see, according to ushistory.gov, I'm sorry, .org, it was originally written in August 1892 by a socialist Baptist minister, Francis Bellamy. Here's what Bellamy wrote. I'm sorry, Bellamy wrote it in hopes that it would be used by citizens of any country. So originally, 
what we know today as our Pledge of Allegiance was written for all to use. And, and it was written uh, by a minister and he was a socialist minister. And then the devotional goes on to say this, that as, as um, that the, the pledge originally read this, I pledge allegiance, this is when uh, the minister Francis Bellamy first wrote it, I pledge allegiance to my flag and the republic for which it stands, one nation, indivisible with liberty and justice for all. And notice it said my flag versus the flag of the United States. And notice it did not say anything about one nation under God. But in 1993, I mean, 23, 1923, the phrase, the flag of the United States of America was added. This is where it became uniquely American. At this time it read, I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America, to the Republic for which it stands, one nation, indivisible with liberty and justice for all. But in 1954, due to the communist threat and influence of a Presbyterian minister, President Eisenhower encouraged Congress to add the phrase under God, which led to the creation of the 31 word pledge that we say today. And before I share the pledge, let me say this. So the way the story goes is that Eisenhower was when the church that, that particular Sunday and the minister really emphasized the importance that God ought to be in control of our affairs. <clears throat> the importance of God, our need to allow God to have his way in the nation. And then after the church service, the president encouraged, I mean, the minister encouraged the president to, uh, to, to make the case before Congress. <clears throat> And I think he did it by letter as well. To be able to allow for uh, for this language to be added onto our Pledge of Allegiance. And sure enough, uh, Roosevelt did it and Congress added that particular language. See the influence here of a minister or the influence of a person who is directed by the Lord. So do not forsake your influence, whatever positions you're in, whatever you're doing, know that God can use you to do things that will change time and eternity. So here's what the pledge reads today. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible with liberty and justice for all. That is our pledge. And of course, we all say that in schools. We say it during major ceremonies. We say it uh, during swearing in of certain things, of presidents, our leaders of our government officials. Um, and, and God willing, right now, no matter what's going on in the country, each of us saying in our heart, we are pledging allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. So here's the question though, what does one nation under God mean? What did it mean? Why was it important that it be added to the United States Pledge of Allegiance? Well, first it is a declaration that in America, God will be recognized and not rejected. So it was an intentional commitment 
that in the United States of America, we will recognize God and we're not gonna reject him. And so, so, so each of us in our homes, in our businesses, we have to be able to say the same thing. That in my home, God will not be rejected, he'll be recognized. In my business, God will be recognized. In my family, God will be recognized. Not only will he be recognized, but as he will be, not only will he be recognized and not rejected, but he'll be recognized as a living being who guides our affairs. In other words, that, that he's alive, he's real, that God is in the midst of this presidential elections. He's in the midst of this government situation with COVID-19. He's in the midst of our economy. He's in the midst of it all, no matter how it's occurring, God is right there. And not only is God in the midst of our affairs, but we, we as citizens of this country, must submit our lives and government to his sovereign will. That we must trust that it is God who's directing us. He's directing our actions, even our vote. Whatever we do, that we are doing it under his sovereign direction authority. We also acknowledge him as creator of all things and the giver of the freedom that you and I enjoy. We must never forget that wherever we are around the world, by the way, your country may not say one nation under God. I love what one of our, our, our chaplains said this morning during our devotional time and our staff meeting. Every Monday, we have a devotion in our staff meeting and we go over these devotionals. One of the things he pointed out, uh, Richard Zilke, was that, well, whether, God, whether we would have put one nation under God and our pledge of allegiance or not, we are still one nation under God. So if you're not in America, if you're in another country, no matter what, what your, your anthem says, God is still sovereign of the place where you're in because God has, has not uh, divorced himself of the affairs of men, right? All things of him, all things were made by him. He's the sovereign Lord of Lord, God of God. So my country is one nation under God. Your country is one nation under God. The world is one world under God. So we must recognize he's the creator. He gave us life. He gave us breath. He's the giver of freedom. Whatever freedom I enjoy, I enjoy because God has enabled me to enjoy it. If I'm able to vote because God has enabled me to do it. I must recognize, I've got to intentionally recognize God's sovereign rule of my life because I cannot say one nation under God without releasing myself to the God of the nation and trusting him to direct me. You see, President Eisenhower was a wise man when he recognized that. And, and, and in doing so, he recognized that unless the Lord builds a house, the la their labor in vain who built it, unless the Lord guards a city. The watchman stays awake in vain, Psalm 127.1. So the president of the United States of America was intentionally suggesting and carving out within our, 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 our um, pledge of allegiance that we are not to forget and generations after us are not to forget that the freedoms we enjoy, the blessings we enjoy, all that we enjoy is because we are 
a nation under God. And he also understood that unless if America is to remain great, a great nation, we must protect the idea that we are one nation under God. There's nothing like that ushers in prosperity more than when we allow God to have complete control and be a sovereign ruler over whatever we are doing because we know prosperity does come from God. So tomorrow as we exercise our patriotic duty to vote here in America, uh, let us do it with gratitude for the freedom that God has given us. Let us be guided by his spirit and his word. Let us vote in affirmation to the fact that we are still one nation under God. In other words, no matter who you vote for, make sure you're convicted by it, that indeed you are exercising your rights under the will of God and that the sovereign rule of the universe is guiding your actions. Do not vote based on fear, but based on faith and a conviction that the will of God is being done through your vote and through your action. That is faith. Faith without an exercise of our will, will does not come alive. We must bring it to life based on us exercising our will and submitting it to the will of God. You see, Eisenhower was smart. He was a wise man. He understood that our action, our vote, is one that must yield itself to the will of God. And in the end, no matter who wins tomorrow, you know, our attitude got to demonstrate our understanding of Romans 11.1. 1. If we truly believe that God, that, that we are one nation under God, if we say it, then we must also believe that the same God said this, let every soul be subjected to the governing authorities. For there's no authority except from God, whether it's Joe Biden, whether it's Donald Trump, doesn't matter who it is, there's no authority that's except from God. Whether it's President um, Bush, whether it's Clinton, whether it's Bush, Bush one, whether it's Reagan, whether you can go back and back. They're all have been appointed by God to lead a nation under God. God is in control, ladies and gentlemen. God is in complete control no matter what occurs. And his word also says that he'll work all things together for our good, for those of us who love him and work according to his purpose. Are you operating as though you are a person under God? Or are you operating as though you're fearful and God is not control? The God is not in control at all. So no matter who wins, our attitude must demonstrate that understanding. And if if we believe that we are one nation under God, then we must also believe that God will accept the person He wants select. Sorry, the person He wants for the nation. And it doesn't matter whether he chooses a person to bring us blessing or to discipline us, as a good father does. He, we must accept his will because we must know that he loves us as a father who knows best for us. 
So tomorrow, the nation of America will be tested. We will be tested. And part of the test is to see how we handle the outcome. And my encouragement to you is that accept the will of God. Whatever occurs, if your person doesn't win, accept the will of God. If your person wins, accept the will of God. Because in the end, it is God's will that matters. We don't know the future, don't know why God may allow certain things to occur. But we know he does so for our very good. One nation under God. Well, you may ask the question, well, Patrice, what does he got to do with politics, faith, entrepreneurship, and job creation? Well, first, politics. See, see, politicians are exercising, they're promoting, they're selling you and I. Well, are you processing what they're selling you under the filter of one nation under God? In other words, are you, are you using eyes of faith and ears of faith? Are you taking the stuff that are good with it, though you may not take it, everything and good in line with the word of God. I use the word of God as a filter for your political discourse and your political feedback. Second, so first politics. Our politics might be filtered by the word of God because we are one nation under God, even in our politics. Faith. Do you have the faith? that So no matter what you plan to vote tomorrow, are you vo voting based on fear or based on faith? Are you voting, voting what you truly believe? Or are you voting what they've made you afraid of? Do not let fear to drive the decision-making process. Rather, let faith drive your decision-making process. So see, one nation under God means that we allow faith to guide, and we know the just shall live by faith, by conviction, by belief, because the just don't always see what's good for them, but they believe it, they see it in their spirit. And then, of course, entrepreneurship. You know, one nation of God, we believe that God is not only the creator, but God enables you and I to create. So which person will be more entrepreneur, promote an environment we can start and grow businesses? And then, of course, lastly, job creation. So what does it got to do with one nation of God? Because we must approach our politics with the God's filters, our faith with God's filter, entrepreneurship with God's filter, even job creation must be approached with a God filter. Because ladies and gentlemen, the government is not the only one that is called to operate one nation under God, but I must operate my family under God, my home under God, my business under God. In other words, whatever I have, I must use it and, 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 um, and, and um, use it and, and allow it to become, to act, or submit itself to the will of God, because there I'll find freedom, provision, and protection. One nation under God. Well, I wanna pray for you, I wanna pray for the election for tomorrow, that truly you may model this, and that tomorrow, whatever occurs, we may know because of our prayers that we truly are one nation under God, we truly are. I don't believe that, that God is through America yet, no matter who wins tomorrow. I know that both parties are saying if the other one win is the end of America as we know it. I don't believe that. 
I believe that there's still, God is still has a remnant and there's still hope yet for us. Let's go at it. Give it our best shot. Vote for the one who you feel convicted to vote for. Vote for the one who the word of God encouraged you to vote for. Vote for the one who you believe will manifest or will uh, be good for the manifestation of God's will and God's word. So with that, let me do a few announcements. I want to pray for you and pray with you as we consider what you're going to do tomorrow. Again, we are one nation under God, a great devotional. As a reminder, if, if you, are, if, if you are, uh, have already voted, pray for those who are considering voting. Don't use intimidation or tactics. Just pray for them and encourage them to vote. With that said, if you want to know about our classes, uh, training programs, anything that we're doing that is that will enhance your journey as an entrepreneur, a devotional, our, what it means to be a member, visit our website, Nehemiah Entrepreneurship Community, Nehemiah Entrepreneurship Community. There you will learn about um, the various uh, resources we have to help you along your journey as you seek to be one person, one business under God. So if, that, if, if you visit our website, you'll find a training program that can help you move your business from one stage to the other, bring strainers along you to help you through a curriculum process, grow or enhance your business. So you, you will learn about uh, not only about the, the importance of our training program from biblical entrepreneurship to identity and destiny and so forth, you'll learn about our coaching program, You know the, that we have a coaching system that's turnkey, that is BSA, that allows you to plug in at any time and with a group, work through using as a peer as a, as a as a sounding board as you seek to carry out your business so you got the, the 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 bsa or the group coaching you also have individual coaching you can learn about that on our website you also have, have access to capital uh we just uh deployed fifty thousand dollars we're about to for an entrepreneur in kenya who qualified and uh congratulations by the way nina for having the capital and having the, the the first first of many steps of commitment from us. Um, so, but anyway, you can go to our website and you can fill out the Jikin interest form or the, the name has changed, the, the um, Nehemiah Investors form. Just fill it out and then that begins a process for you if you need to raise capital. Also, we have a seminar coming up next week on financing your business, developing a financing strategy, which will get into case studies as well as some guiding principles to help you navigate this area of raising capital and financing your business. So you can learn about how to do it on our website. Also, you can learn about how to become a part of our community, how you can become a member, free or paid. Uh, join us and we can uh, engage at that level. So whatever way you want to engage, just visit, visit our website and plug in so that you can go beyond the social community and actually be a part of the formal community and begin to grow your business. With that said, if um, as you do that, um, you can also, of course, be a member of our community where you can become a diamond member, gold member, bronze member, silver member. As a, as a member, you have benefits based upon your membership level. And by the way, don't forget that with that, you have the ability to connect with other entrepreneurs from around the world. Also, if, if you want to fill out a new assessment, uh, it's just put up, you can fill it out. We can begin there and see how we can best help you. 
So with that, uh, let me pray for you. And I want you to be in prayer for the United States of America, be in prayer for all of us, for Donald Trump and Joe Biden, be in prayer for them, that uh, nothing crazy goes wrong and that, um, that everything goes according to the will of God the next couple of days. Let us pray. Well, Lord, may the Lord bless you. May the Lord enable you to steward those talents under, the, under your care. And may the Lord enable you to steward them in such a way that one day you can hear those wonderful words. Well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a few things. Guess what? I'm going to make you rule over many things. If you enjoyed this podcast, please share with your friends, share with your family, share it far, far, far and long that you may help others begin their journey of becoming biblical entrepreneurs. God bless you. Go vote if you're in America. And as you vote, trust God for the outcome. Take us home, Victor. Thank you so much, everybody. See you next time.